This is Kirsty Pike, founder and toilet cleaner of Proas Hunting Apparel for Women, and you're listening to the I Am Proas podcast. I'm here too. This is Catherine Brown, customer service coordinator and loyal minion at Proas. Enjoy the ride while we talk about all things hunting, Proas, and the women's outdoor industry. And prepare for the usual Proas shenanigans as we interview industry pros, talk amongst ourselves, and digress regularly. Regularly. Okay, look at look at all the ladies I get to talk to. This is amazing. So, sitting here in front of me, I have the one and only amazing and beautiful Jojo Toby, who jumped in on this hunt. Um, we've known each other through the years um, and met, but it has been just a true blessing to be able to hunt with her, hang out with her. Her energy has been so wonderful and so much fun, and we live in the same state, so I feel like that bodes something so anyway um let me introduce you to jojo jojo tell us a little bit about you what you do where you're from well um i live in colorado actually in loveland near fort collins and we moved there in 2011 from texas and uh but josh of course is pretty much a colorado boy he went to western in gunnison which is where Yay! Kirstie and is. <laughs> and why I've always kind of been addicted to just supporting the brand, but loving Proas and the gear, and I've been wearing it for years. Um, I'm just been blessed to be able to be here in New Zealand with them and the ladies, and and been invited last minute on this trip six weeks ago. <laughs> I know she was like definitely the last minute add on to this, and yeah. it was it was so exciting because it just happened at, at literally at Dallas Safari Club, wasn't it? Yes, you, yes. You yeah. The deal. Yep, yep. It was so funny because um, another mutual friend, Amy Schaefer from Brandon Rock Canyon, says, "Hi, Jojo. Amy. Uh, hi, Amy." Anyway, she's like, "Jojo." there's a spot opened up with the Proist ladies. I'm like, oh, really? I love Proist. Like, oh, you'd be perfect. You actually would fit in right well with them. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And I'm like, when is the trip? Oh, next month, you know, March. And I'm like, oh, right after my birthday, when I turn 50? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. She goes, you, you should go. And I'm like, you're right. You know what? I, I'm going to work on it. So anyways, last minute, sit there and go through everything to get on this trip to go. And and it's just been amazing. Just love being here with the ladies. Just had so much fun. Oh my gosh, it, it it's been crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, as you as we knock down all the stories with the ladies, it's 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 a highfalutin mess. I mean, that's really what it is, and it's uh, it's funny because I talk about it on all the podcasts. But when you get the ladies together, it's just a total cackle fest. I mean, there's just giggling and laughing and um, inappropriate. I think we can make men blush with what goes on here oh we have been making men blush <laughs> yeah, i don't think any one of them can like hang with us <laughs> uh, it's true and I, I have to be uh like full disclosure diane told the whole like um <laughs> oh no the, yeah oh, she no. told the finger oh, sniffing no. story <laughs> did we lock the door i think we should have locked the door because she warned us she was going to come in here and get us <laughs> she will she, well, she texted when i was talking to corinne so i thought oh my god it's dinner time we've missed it and then i go up there and she's like no i was just trying to check to see what your phone number was <laughs> which was weird but that's a whole nother thing it's diane so that's what you get yeah <clears throat> yeah diane is a gem yeah yeah <laughs> so um i think you have a really interesting job and everything you do tell a little bit about this I mean it, you're, it's very fascinating well 
It is, an, it's, it is fascinating and it is interesting. Um, my husband is a sculptor, a, a wildlife bronze sculptor, and um, he's a second generation artist. And, and we've been doing this for, you know, 22 years now. And um, we had a gallery in Santa Fe for, for quite a few years. But the thing is, is I, I run the whole business, the marketing, um, the galleries, production and everything else. So we make living, you know, make a living selling art. And um, of course, that is a purchase of love. And it's not something that anybody needs. But we are so thankful to our collectors out there that do collect the work. But, um, you know, we're just we're we are we're just super thankful that we get to do what we do and be around wildlife and animals and do so many different things. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's really cool. And I knew this about Jojo, but just spending more time with her here, um, just hearing your stories, uh, she and Josh, 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 Josh travel all over the world to hunt, and, and she's had so many amazing experiences, and it's been really fun to like listen and learn, and I've got, I think, new things on my bucket list, I'm kind of ready for that. Dove hunting. Dove hunting in Argentina. <laughs> Dove hunting in Argentina. I would have to see, would say, be the most epic trip you could also do, besides being here in New Zealand with Glendine. Well, duh. Because I think we're going to have to come, we're going to have to come back. It's already, it's already on the list. I got to come back here, but mm-hmm. yes, dove hunting, and it's so funny because even Glendine here, the owners, Richard and Sarah, they've been to the same place we've been dove hunting in Argentina and know the owners very well but um just you know love traveling the world love being around so many different people and meeting so many amazing people um there's just it is truly a gift to be around so many good people yeah i mean and it's it's kind of the thread that's woven itself through all the the other ladies that we've talked to i mean and and i'm sure down the road but just the the amazing hospitality and and the willingness to do anything to keep everybody happy and entertained and you know living out their dreams i mean this is these are bucket list animals and you come halfway around the world with it you know Mm. intent to get them and it's it's just amazing and oh my god that stag that you got was (laughs) simply amazing yes this was my dream stag and um, it took many hours of waiting and trying to contemplate <laughs> how to make sure this went smoothly, and it did, and I'm so thankful for that, and thankful for the animal and being here, and um, I love my stag, and I'm just, I'm I'm extremely happy to be here, and thankful. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I'm so glad you came. It's been so fun. <laughs> we have such a fun group of ladies, and it's been great. Well, I know, like, on this, the last, one of the last stags you had taken i think it was in argentina it had its own specific name I, uh what <laughs> oh. was it <laughs> well it's kind of funny because um we named it uh cock and balls <laughs> because one side looked like you know a cock and the other side was balls and of course my taxidermist um is so funny because he's like jojo how do you want to mount this i'm like i don't even know and he says well do you want cock out or balls out <laughs> I, I don't even know. Maybe straight on because they're just both they're just both awesome. <laughs> Rock out with your cock out. That's yeah. all I can say oh, to that. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, Do you have any ideas about a name for this one, or have you <laughs> figured this one out yet? No. Way to put you on the spot. Oh. You didn't expect that one. No, I didn't expect <clears throat> that one. You know, I went back down there to skinning shed and worshipped it again, and then like of course held it and. And okay. yeah, I did. I held you it and picked it, it up. I spooned it. You know, even Diane was actually spooning hers. I made her spoon hers too. Diane spoons everything. <laughs> but uh, we had fun sitting there stroking our stacks. 
Welcome to the ladies' hunts. <laughs> As you can see, it's all about fun and lightheartedness, and um, it's been really great. And I think um, one of the things, again, uh, people who are listening are going to be like, I know you already mentioned this, but the fact that a lot of the guides at Glendine are females, and Sarah was your guide, and Sarah is the bomb. Actually, it was Stacy. So, oh, Stacy. No, yes, oh, my God. Right. I was no, thinking okay. of Sarah, Sarah. No, I know, because Richard oh, and Sarah. No, I do this and at I least once a podcast thing. and so get the Stacey wrong So, Stacy is amazing, and she is just she is just all gung-ho she will do anything you want whatever you want and she's all for it and and she's been amazing and um going back again it's been three days of trying to get a tar and it's been brutal um i have to say that yeah the weather rough the weather's been rough can't see the mountain hiked all up on top of the ridge i mean way higher above than the other ridge line that we were on and uh, so tomorrow morning i'm going back for my tar to see if we can get my tar on the last day being here we're going to find out. And if, if she does get the tar, we're going to follow up with a second Jojo Toby interview. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. Um, I guess I've never asked you about this before, but have you ever done a ladies only hunt before? Abs- no, I've not. I've never done a ladies only hunt. I've always hunted with my husband, which was, you know, our best friends and always being together. And so this is my first adventure um, overseas and doing it on my own and, and you know I'm 50 now, and and what a what a great way to have my birthday and be here with some amazing ladies from all over the country, and share these experiences with them. It's yeah. just it's been super special. It's amazing, and 50 is just the beginning, sister. <laughs> 50 is the beginning. <laughs> 50 kind of is okay. I have so many friends that are just mortified when they hit 50. I'm like, it beats being dead for starters. Oh. But second of all, there's so much good stuff. I know who I am, and I know what I want, and I think that's what's great at being 50. I haven't heard it ever put better than that, but it is. It's it's a maturity of um, probably soul, I guess. Not yeah. not chronological, but emotional. Oh yeah. You are definitely, you are in your element now. I mean, you you know where you're going. And I think that's what's great about it. It is. It is. You know, and I think, um, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you and and can speak to it. But I think that great things happen and you have a a, a different appreciation. And um, I'm with you, too. My my best friend in the world is my husband. And there's no one I'd rather be with. But I applaud him for letting me do these. not, Not letting me. That's not the... But encouraging me to do these things. Absolutely. Encouraging and cheering you on. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that last stag I did in Argentina, my husband was like, this is your hunt. You're going to, I, I, I love watching you hunt and it's his favorite thing now. And, and I just feel so grateful to have a husband and a partner and my best friend all, and he's, he's so far away. He's 8,000 miles away. And <laughs> he's a day behind and <laughs> four hours later, which right. is so odd. But we are just, I'm having a blast and, and he knows it. And he's just, he's cheering us all on. And actually, he's following everybody and he's just, he's, he's just, he loves it. Oh, he's such a nice, I actually met him at SCI. He stopped by at SCI and, you know, introduced himself. <laughs> and um, he's so very sweet and nice. But the the thing that stands out most is that how proud he is of you and, um, just the glowing things he said and about how badass he thinks you are and how excited he was for this hunt. So you got a winner in that one. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, we both, I think, 
one when we met each other and I'm so grateful for that but I'm just so glad to be here with you and love it love Prois love love you Chris Karsty and you know just love Glenn Dean this yeah. has been an amazing trip I would definitely I'm coming back I am too so maybe <laughs> hopefully it's at the same time it will be the same time Lord help them all <laughs> right I don't well if they let us come back at I don't the same know time. they will I don't think they'll ever be the same <laughs> yeah with a stagnant cock and balls I don't know but whatever well, well we got to figure out my name for mine <laughs> I know it's got to you got to outshine it somehow I don't I know. know there's something about finger sniffing and butts oh, I don't know I don't know I don't know I missed all that but tonight it's gonna be some possum hunting that's right they're going possum hunting we're gonna have to fill you in but thank you for taking some time with me out of you know the fun and and everything so um, we're gonna be following up with this Yep, we've been talking to all the ladies, and um, I want to introduce the lady of the manor, who is Sarah Burden. Burden, yeah. I'm B-O- like, is it Burden? It's like Burden, but Burden. Yes, I was. It's over- actually French. Is it really? Mm, apparently. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Sarah is pretty much the overseer of everything here. She is the owner of Glendine. Um, she's simply amazing, and she's got a, a wicked, wicked funny um, personality, too. So she's been just a blast to be around. And and um, I can tell you, she cracks the whip around here, and I think that's the, the big key. But Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, what you do, I mean, your, your businesses. I mean, you have so many yeah. things going on here. So that's quite funny, and thank you, um for having us here today. So um, I'm an Aussie and I think some of the Americans call us Aussies, but we're actually Aussies. Um, and I came out That from, is new um, to me. Yeah. So Richard and I met in Australia and um, we met like, oh, I was 16, he was 18. And then 10 years later, we caught back up. And since then, we've been um, working hard, working really hard to not only um, run a hunting business, but also to make sure that this business carries on to the next generation so the one question I hate being asked is what do you do because we can't answer that because it looks like sometimes we don't do anything but um, we uh, have got lots of things happening in the background and we um, we do a lot oh my gosh I mean for anyone to think that they don't do anything they I was blown away by the expanse of, of property that Glendine has. And um, if, am I mistaken to say it's about, you've had it in the family almost 100 years, mm-hmm. roughly? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so having managed that through all the time, finding ways to be flexible and make income. And I mean, there's there's everything going on. And, and they run this incredible operation from hunting to, you know, livestock to... Um, a lot of tourism Camping. things, yeah. It's it's a it's a big operation and it's exquisite. And and we've kind of woven this thread through all of the ladies that have been here, um, especially the guests, and how um, well run it is, how exquisite the experience is, and and everybody's been blown away on how hard everybody, every single person involved in the operation works to make sure that people have a great experience. And and hats off to you guys. Thank you, and that's what we'd like to um, for everyone to have. I mean, it's not about us, it's about you guys. You're coming out to experience New Zealand. Um, you're coming out to new territory, and it's high country hospitality, we hope, at its best. And, um, you know, we've always been, um, I think, when you're in the rural community, and I don't think you, 
I mean, a lot of people understand when you're urban. I mean, hunters are a bit different because they understand rural a lot, but we, it's very much that, you know, you come as strangers and leave as friends, but you, there's always a cup of tea, there's always a time to spend with someone. And so for us, it's really just about really offering that high country hospitality where you can come in and become part of our family for the week. Did you feel that? Oh, I definitely felt it. Even mm. before we got here, you know, it's it's mm. it's been a great experience from booking the hunt to talking about the hunt. Uh, I think your staff does an exquisite job of making sure that we're all informed and knowledgeable and answering the questions. Uh, you know, for example, coming halfway across the world, you know, as a woman without your significant other or whatever. Mm. Um, that you yeah, it's <laughs> whatever. I don't even know what word I'm supposed to say. <laughs> Without somebody else, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it can be uh, a little bit stressful and, and scary, you know, if you haven't traveled a lot. And so it was really nice to be able to go through this process um, with people who understood that. Yeah, well, we were really excited, um, especially to bring a group of girls. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. And I think um, people don't really understand in a world that it is today how amazing girls are. And um, I think getting a group of girls together the energy and everything that bounces around. It's very loud at the dinner table and you can hardly get a word in and its there's a bit of competition going and you, you sort of understand um, quite quickly that the girls are very good. Like they, they're good at everything. They're not just good at um, what they do. They come out hunting, they care, they're passionate, but they've also got a really big understanding of um, hunting, conservation, all those sorts of things. And... It's an absolute joy to get a whole gaggle, I suppose you call it, of girls together. And, um, yeah, a lot of entertainment. And I think, you know, it is great that they come without their other halves or their significant others or whatever and just be able to just be themselves and let loose and just get out there and, and enjoy the outdoors and, and the hunting. And, you know, for some of it... Um, you know, they've got their own challenges and sometimes they come to the table and I think, you know, that's a good thing about girls. We all get together and talk about things and it gives them that opportunity. Yeah, I think it's it's got a more of a visceral feel to it a lot of times. And, and I think that's what I've, the, the input I've gotten back from other outfitters when we've done women's only hunts is that, you know, it's just, it's, a, I think emotional is the wrong word. Because I think visceral is more it. I think women just respond differently. It's more internal. And um, it's funny because you can have women that will show up and have never met each other and they become best friends. And, and I can say that speaking to myself on the hunts I've been, these women have become the best friends I've ever had in my life. It's just this camaraderie that's out there, that, which is really funny. You, it's not just a matter of finding other like-minded ladies who love the same pursuits. It's, it's a lot about just, um, really finding finding your um your tribe i don't know i i don't want to be cliche but that's what it is it's it's funny when you watch it like if i always yeah. watch from the outside yeah. in and just really it's it's fun to watch it's yeah and i th i think also you've got a common interest so it just breaks down a few barriers um so you do have something in common and everyone's so supportive and really encouraging and I sort of just think it, it just creates an awesome vibe um, in the lodge and we're all waiting for everyone to come home and um, you see 
people's expressions on their faces and there's it's not all great for some and you're sort of like oh but you you know people the girls I sort of think the girls quite often if if they they are quite hard on themselves and I think um, having everyone together gives them that bit of support as well and so it's but it's also like incredibly fun like hilarious there's a lot of jokes that go around i'm sure you've <laughs> might have heard a few of them yeah. i've been here I, I, yeah. yeah diane told the story yeah yep. diane told the story <laughs> but yeah it, it is the comradeship and also i sort of think just i've got a daughter who hunts and you know like um one of the girls joy joy met georgie at one of the shows and it's a pity that georgie's not here to be able to join in and experience um this with the girls but um she's uh, um at university but you know, Jojo and her have already at one of the shows had already um, bonded. Really, you know, you know, it, it's that huge bond. I think that you, you, the girls have when they get together. I mean, Richard forms a bond with the girls as well, and he thinks he's got a whole harem of girls around him for the whole week, <laughs> and he's really happy and just so excited. Yeah, but yeah. after it's like five days, nobody wants this harem. <laughs> <laughs> We've been laughing about that. <laughs> No one does, but, you know, the achievements and what the girls achieve is brilliant. It's amazing. And, yeah, you know, it's fantastic. And their energy, like, they just, you know, it's been raining. Nothing stops anyone. Everyone's been getting out there, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. We've done, I mean, it's like no holds barred. They, there's just so much opportunity and fun to be had, no matter what you want to do. If you want a day in or if you want a day out, I mean, there's just so much opportunity. And, for example, um... This was one of my favorite things of the trip. I mean, the hunting uh, obviously was number one and everything that was here. But um, Richard and Sarah arranged for us to go to a local um, Merino station, Merino Wall Station. And it was such an amazing experience. I mean, as a manufacturer, I, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, fabrics and, and and products and technology. And Merino is one of my very favorite things in the world. And, and I talk about it all the time. But I've never really had the opportunity to really sit down and see exactly where it comes from. I mean, really down to the animals and and how everything works. And I was mind blown with um, how this region really, you know, supports this industry and and builds it and how much I thought I knew but didn't know and, and how much love is put into this products. It was amazing. Yeah, I think it was probably one of the most exciting things to see a photo of you with a big um, ball of um, a whole fleece in your hands um, <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, the merino fabric is probably just, it's outstanding. It It is amazing to wear, especially for outdoors and sweating and getting hot and cold. And it's an incredible product, but it's beautiful product, especially in, um, I'm an Australian, so we grew merino in Australia. And um, my grandfather, my great-grandfather actually sold Merino uh, rams to Richard's grandfather back in the olden days. So there's a bit of that connection. But from from what they can produce out of Merino, the fabric is probably one of the best, I think, in the world, um, especially for outdoors. And I think taking um, Kirsty to the, to the Lake Howie Station where they've got Merinos, and where it's actually grown and the country that it grows in, actually you understand that if the sheep can get out there in the outdoors and, um, you know, that's what you're wearing when you're going out in the outdoors. And 
you know it's it's affiliate it's like an affiliation really i suppose in a way and um yeah it is an amazing product but it is really important to to realize that where it comes from and um yeah i just sort of think you know you can't get anything better with merino it's I'm sort of i know it's sounding like a, a broken down record but it is for outdoors people it should be number one on your list to have everything merino your undergarments and everything it's <laughs> just one of those things but Going to the station, meeting Jussie and Jeff, they've got an amazing philosophy. Um, it's all, you know, about the animal and looking after the animal, and, and it, but it's also about producing a product that's absolutely amazing, which um, Kirsty can work with and clothe you guys in, in some beautiful camouflage. And the outfits that Kirsty produces is so good, um, you know, especially for women, knowing that there's nothing worse than getting a bit of cold chill on your back and her garments are long and specially made for hunting and you know they're outstanding well thank you <laughs> <laughs> but again you know it was it was um it was so enlightening to me um i i've always said um you know mother nature got it right with merino wool and down I, those are two two of my favorite things in the world um mm. there's a reason why these animals survive and and all of that and I, I was able over the years to read the technology about Merino and the crimp fibers and this is why and this is why it wicks and this is, you know, the lanolin is what gives this. And I've read that and, and I can say it over and over and over again, but until I really actually put my hands on it and saw how it happens it's and soft. it's so soft, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's itchy and terrible like they used to always have these terrible old jumpers and everyone you'd say oh it's merino and they go oh it's itchy factor and yeah. it's just not like that anymore it's an amazing the micron that they use sort of 16 to 19 micron is fine it's the most beautiful fine fabric and that's what you use for your garments and you know yes we... you wear them close to your skin and that's the whole point is that it breathes it holds the heat holds the cold there's you know, no odor no, no odor, no odor. No odor, yeah. not like those synthetics. And 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 we use synthetics, wear, but I'm wear. stinky. Yeah. I like I grew up in Australia, and we came over to like New Zealand, and I wore cotton, and I was never warm. It was terrible. And I don't own any polypropylene. I will not own it. I hate it. So mm -hmm. everything that I've got that I put on in winter or whatever is in is in wool. I do yeah. too. And you know, as I've gotten older and. Um, I used to be a sun worshiper. I'm still kind of am, but <laughs> even in the summertime, if I'm riding horses up in the high country or whatever, I, I've got to cover up more than I used to when yeah. I was younger. And everything I have is Merino, whether it's my product or icebreaker or other products. Uh, Merino wool is it. And it's, I, you know, I think a lot of people get this kind of sticker shock when they see a price of a Merino uh. shirt, but it's that shirt's it. gonna it's worth every and, it and it'll last forever and, it lasts. and nowadays you can throw it in the washing machine in the olden days you couldn't you had to put it on um, one of those cycles that you can touch you know you can stick it in the washing machine it's fine i mean i do mm -hmm. recommend that you hang hang them up and dry them but they yes. take hardly any time to dry but yeah they go in the washing machine and they go and you put them in with your jeans and they actually get rid of any pill or anything so they're actually better in with your jeans and so mm -hmm. they're not that fragile and they are worth it, and they are more expensive because you are paying for a, um, you're paying for a quality product, and that's mm -hmm. what you know you deserve, and um, that's what we wear. Yeah, 
I live in it. It's my favorite. So mm. yeah, it was, it was such a great day and we've had so much fun here. And, um, Oh, and the other thing I, I think we've mentioned a million times is that the food here is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the best food I've ever had at a hunting um, lodge oh, ever. Well, it's just about enjoying. I mean, high country hospitality to us is also um, about the food and the beverages and having fun at dinner, and but not making it too complicated and too stuffy. So... It's all about being able to arrive and just enjoy the atmosphere. Like we keep saying, it's sort of just like you join in as family. And I think for us, um, the food comes with that. It's sort of just being able to sit at the table and share. And for us, it is a really big thing because a lot of people I know in America, A, don't cook and B, don't sit at a table and enjoy enjoy each other, you know, family or company every night. So we have six nights sitting at the table it is a bit loud with this lot, but they're a bit <laughs> there's noisy. a lot of cackling. Yeah, there's a bit of like cackling. <laughs> but we sit down, we have a lovely dinner, and we do it every night. And it, it, it just, that is part of what living is, is being able to sit down and share stories. Find out, you just find out that little bit more about each other when you're sitting down at the table and having a few drinks and enjoying a, a nice sort of high country meal. Yeah. And what about staying in the domes? They're a bit unique. Oh my gosh, the domes are amazing. And we've posted them all over Facebook, but they are so amazingly comfortable. Although I have to say that I have a roommate in here that's... Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, can you confirm whether one of us is tidy yeah, and one is um, not? What's that when they're like really tidy and one's quite messy? I might even ADHD have to post it. Or, you know, like, I think you might need to post that. <laughs> But the the whole thing with the domes, which was quite funny, was because we've got a whole group of hunters. It's a little bit different, but there was when you. The other thing is that you you can come with a non-hunter, and um, get up on the hill and and um, and the non-hunter can sleep in. So the domes are sort of designed so you can walk right around them and get that real dome effect. But you can also get out of bed have a shower, put all your camouflage on, make a cup of tea, give it to the person that's not getting up early and you can get out of there and they don't need to see you. And mm-hmm. and it's different when you've got two hunters that want to go out because they're actually competing probably for to get out the door and, and go hunting. But, yeah, it's a good, good, good scene and you can um, draw those curtains. Nature comes in and you can see the night sky. And the night sky here, we do have amazing stars and... And it is good. It's the best TV that you've you've got is actually just having the big view out the window. It is. It's it's so nice. You know, you just when you wake up, it's it's what you see. And there's also a, a little fireplace in here that you can start. It's it's very quaint and comfortable. And um, whether you're hunting, um, they do great fishing adventures. Um, just come on holiday or whatever. But you really need to check them out at glendeenhunting.com. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's the most comfortable, luxurious, welcoming place I've been. Thank you. Thank but you. But you've got the good product to come with it, and yeah. um, we've enjoyed your group. You've had the most amazing group of girls, and it's fabulous. And we'd just love to see more girls getting out there, enjoying the hunting, enjoying the outdoors. And guys, well, not guys, girls, amazing. You're amazing at it. And come and join ProS on another trip. She's a great spokesperson for this. So <laughs> thanks you, Sarah. Um, I mean, you guys are amazing. And thanks for taking a little bit of time to share with us. Oh, pleasure. And thank you for coming and bringing a gorgeous bunch with you. <laughs> <laughs>
Next up, I have Katie Dugan. She's one of the amazing guides here at Glendine, and um, she's just absolutely fascinating, and they've had some, some great adventures. Um, she was Corinne Carpenter's guide, and they obviously had a great, great relationship. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up here, where you're from. I mean, go nuts. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm uh, originally from a small town in, in western New York. Um, yeah, I hadn't actually heard of uh, New Zealand before until um, a girl that I was working with, um, first job out of college, moved here. She was a bit of a gypsy spirit, always knew she wanted to travel and live abroad, and she moved to New Zealand, and so I went to visit her, and um, yeah, we had an amazing time, kind of tiki toured all around the place, and um, just hard not to fall in love with New Zealand, you know, and um, it's obviously beautiful, and if you're into the outdoors, as I am, and um, and hunting, it's, um, it's an absolute mecca for it, so I was really drawn to that. Took, Took a few years to get my affairs in order, but I got a job offer here and um, thought, boy, I don't want to be five years down the road saying I could have moved to New Zealand. So right. um, so I took a chance, and um, I've been here eight years now, and it's gone by in the absolute blink of an eye. But um, yeah, as, a, as an outdoors person and as a hunter, it's just been a, a fascinating place to be because it's a whole new set of animals and patterns and seasons and terrain. <laughs> that's um, that's definitely been quite yeah. quite challenging compared to um, to the rolling hills of, of western New York. But um, yeah, it's been absolutely fabulous. And um, yeah, basically every every weekend I'm I'm away out in the hills and and I'm out there doing it and loving it. And um, yeah, I'd always kind of dreamed of being a guide, but thought, oh no, that's that's totally out of out of my league, you know, I, I didn't really run in those circles, but um, I had a, had a good friend from the States came and hunt, hunted with me, and um, we just had a fabulous, fabulous week, similar to, to Corinne and I this week, and um, and he was just, he was so grateful, he had such an amazing time, and he says that was that was incredible um, trip of a lifetime, you, you really need to do this yeah. for a job, you know, and I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe, and, and uh, you know, so it's taken a few years to kind of build up the the courage and to and to make the connections and to get into it so um yeah still dabbling a bit i haven't quit my day job yet uh, <coughs> my day job i'm a civil engineer by trade so, oh my um, i didn't know that yeah, yeah yeah so so have done have done the whole corporate thing and the the office day job and i think that's a big part of why i need to be out in the hills every weekend yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. It's, it's definitely my sanity, yeah. So have you um, guided women before or um, a group of women, anything like this before? Yeah, yeah. So I do actually. I, um, I run a few ladies' hunts um, through kind of the, uh, the Deer Stalkers Association, the, uh -huh. the kind of hunting club here in New Zealand. And um, yeah, I've done that for a few years now. I do two a year. And it's a really, really um, empowering experience it's really neat you know it was it was a bit nerve-wracking uh for me kind of kind of setting that up but i think similar to, to what you do yeah. you're, you're you're the conduit for these women who then you know are are empowered themselves and i think my my favorite part is you know these these women they show up a bit shy and they're or they're nervous and they don't quite know how it's going to go mm -hmm, for sure and then um but by the end of the weekend they're just absolutely fizzing uh, with, with excitement yeah you know? and and they're they're planning the next trip and um and the, and the confidence that goes with it you know right um right. so it's it's a transformation over the weekend and then they um you know they make friends with other women and then they go on you know their their hunting trips or oh hey we went ladies duck shooting you know oh, yeah and um yeah, it opens yeah. up this whole sisterhood. It's it's funny. Women yeah. are just different that way. They're very visceral about it, and they're very you know passionate about it. And yeah. once 
once they find their people, it's it's a really cool like vibe tribe we always call it. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. No, brilliant. So uh, how was Corinne's hunt? I mean, it sounded like you guys had great adventures. We did have great adventures. We did have great adventures. Yeah, no, we had some We had some really close stalks. And, um, oh, it's so funny when you kind of crest a hill and you're like, oh, I know there's I know there's an animal here, I know there's an animal here, and then you just catch like a flicker of an antler, you mm-hmm. know? So the, so the instincts were good, and, um, yeah, they, uh, but they're wild animals, you know? That's and, right. Um, and I think that's, that's part of what's exciting about hunting is no two hunts are the same. Right, you know, even, right. Even if you go to the same area. So, um, yeah, so, so we had some, some challenging hunts. We definitely had to, um, definitely had to earn it, um, yep. especially that white fellow buck, but boy... Oh, is he a beautiful, He's beautiful animal? Yeah, absolutely so, beautiful. Um, oh, and she, yeah, she'll she'll tell you the story of that when we climbed that mountain twice that day. <laughs> That's but, what she um, said. <laughs> I think she's. I think she might still be limping, but uh, no, oh, it's I'm, worth it. Ah. The, the smiles and the joy that was that was awesome that was an awesome hunt and uh, really special to share it with her yeah nice well thank you so much for taking some time to talk i mean i know it was kind of early in the morning we're trying to wrap it all up we're all packing to get out of here so i just grabbed her to run in here but it was so nice to meet you and thank you for everything that you guys have done for us oh awesome it's been a pleasure to have you and it was uh, it was such a fun group that was a that was a great week it was it was high energy yeah. <laughs> good way to put it that's right thank you Cheers.